The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you feel that you're losing the battle with looking and feeling your best? Stop! Welcome to Body Balance Talk with your host, Jeannie Schmidt, along with Lucy and Madeline. Your body has an outstanding ability to heal itself and stay healthy. It's up to you to get the process started. Now, here's the show. Welcome to Body Balance Talk. I'm Lucy Hewitt, the nutritional therapist. And I'm Madeline Hewitt. And I'm Jeannie Schmidt, PharmD, and hello and welcome to our fun show today. We'll have loads of tips for you to help keep you on track with your good nutrition, but also for those of you who don't know at all where to start. So for people who are feeling overwhelmed by all the nutrition information coming at you, such as things you've probably heard, well, you should eat paleo or eat vegetarian, or don't eat meat, or how about eat low fat, or eat lots of fat. You probably have heard, eat six meals a day, every, eat every two hours, or no, you should be fasting. Well, today on the show, we're going to help you return to basics to focus on what's important to eat to have a healthy body. And we often think that information needs to be complicated for it to be useful and effective. And we find that that's simply not true. And in fact, in most everything, it's the basics that give you the most bang for your buck. For instance, you could be designing a brochure and you have all the latest software, you got all the different colors and all the fonts and all the graphics that you can get your hands on. But when the day is done and the people cannot easily read what's on the brochure, then it's worthless. And the same is true for ballet. If any of you have ever danced ballet, you'll find that that bar work that you do as a beginning ballet dancer is going to be very simpler to, simple or similar to the to the bar work that you're going to do if you're a high-level professional. And that's the plies and the releves. And dancers know that mastering those basics are what makes their dancing so beautiful. And imagine if they decided, you know what, I'm not going to do my bar work. I'm going to just focus on all of these other things out in the center of the room while their dancing would really suffer because they've left the basics behind. And it's really the same with your health. If you're focusing on all the right supplements and just exactly the right grams of protein and the right grams of carbs and the right grams of fat and timing your all your meals to the minute, like you've got alarms and timers and measuring everything and counting every calorie, what good is that if you find it unsustainable for more than a day? So let's be realistic and put the focus back on the basics. We have Lucy with us today to talk with us, and she's going to take us on this wonderful journey of 10 things that you need to stock your kitchen. And that should give you an easy list to help you with grocery shopping and meal planning. 
And we're going to also pass along some out-of-the-ordinary tools for staying on track with your travel. And in fact, Madeline's been traveling for the last two and a half weeks in Texas and has experienced a number of challenges in finding foods that work for her in that area of the country. And so we have her on the show from Houston today to share her wisdom. Yeah, and when I was preparing for this trip and packing and getting ready, I actually expected that eating healthy was going to be easier than any trip I've ever been on in my life because I'm actually staying at somebody's house. And we have a kitchen, um, they have cooking supplies, and we also have a car to go to the grocery store whenever we want. Versus most trips I go on, I'm in a hotel room and I don't have a car and I still have to find a way to eat healthy. So I just thought, oh, great, I'll bring my Himalayan salt and I'll bring my protein powder and I pretty much don't need to bring anything else because I can get that all at the, you know, the local co-op or grocery store. So when I got here, the first thing I did was ask if we could go to the store and we actually went to a grocery store that was supposed to be a healthy one. It's called Fresh Market and it it advertises that it has, you know, healthy food. So I thought, okay, well, this is going to be, you know, easy. Well, when we got there, I found out that they didn't have any grass-fed beef and they didn't have any free-range chicken. And they only had about four or five organic vegetables. Um, And then they also didn't have coconut oil or a number of other ingredients I was looking for. So... That was kind of a shock to me, actually, getting here and seeing, like, the healthiest store in the area was like that. And this is the Houston area. This is, uh, specifically, I'm in League City, but right near Houston. So it's not like we're out on a farm somewhere far away. So we ended up finding another store um, where I found a couple of things, and I, I did the best that I can with meat. And luckily, I did actually find some packages of frozen ground beef that was grass-fed. So I got some of that, and I I ate ground beef for, you know, about a week and a half and um, couldn't really find any free-range chicken or or anything else. Uh, But then, finally, after doing a lot of research, I found a local farmer who's just outside of the Houston area who does have that type of meat that we're looking for, like exactly the type of meat that we that we always talk about um and i talked on the phone with him for a little while and now how do you find that farmer uh i don't even remember exactly how i found him but i was i've been googling things like grass-fed beef in houston um healthy butcher shops in houston so you found it online though yeah I, i found it online by googling um just a number of different things and i ended up you know, seeing that there was a farm. So, and I, it didn't say on the website, like, we deliver or this is where you get the meat. It was just a simple website for a farm. And, you know, if I would have just stopped there and said, well, that's a farm, I don't know how I'm even going to get their meat, I would never have gotten it. But I actually called the farm and spoke on the phone with the farmer. And he said, oh, yeah, we will meet you and deliver your meat. You know, what would you like to order? And you order 25 pounds or more, and you can meet him pretty much anywhere in the Houston area. Um, Or you can actually go to his farm and get it, which I think would be really fun, but we didn't end up doing that. Um, So, you know, I ended up 
ordering a nice big box of meat and somebody else that I know from this area was really excited when I told him about it. So he ordered some too. We haven't actually gotten to pick it up yet, but that's coming up soon for us in the next day or so. So I'm really excited because this is something that, you know, now I know if I ever come back here, I can get that meat. And also the other people that live here that I know, they're going to be ordering that meat as well. So I'm just very grateful to have found that. But you can see it took some effort to get that. That's not just advertised and that's not well known. And after asking multiple people at different grocery stores where to get this meat, nobody knew. And most of them have never even heard of it. And these are the butchers that work in the butcher section or the meat section at the grocery store. So So different parts of the country must really be different with us because around here we're in the Minneapolis area. And um, I would say uh, maybe five years ago, I'm not too sure when this started to change, but it was you, you really had to search around in the grocery stores to find grass-fed meat. And I, I'm, I'm going to guess maybe that was about eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And maybe yeah. it's been about five years ago that we started to see it more. And then now pr- most grocery stores seem like they have that option. It might be frozen ground beef, but you're starting to see it more and more and more. And at least here in Minneapolis, if you don't see it in the grocery store, for sure there's going to be these different butcher shops around the city that have it. And then we're right next to it. For some reason, a lot of it comes from Wisconsin. It's pretty easy to find farmers who deliver into the Twin Cities to get it. And so I think we're kind of lucky up here that it's quite widely available. It's I'm not too sure of the area. Maybe our maybe all those feedlots are actually located in Texas, and maybe that's the reason. Um, I I think they're down there somewhere, but maybe that could be a reason. It just seems odd. Houston is a big city. It seems a little bit odd that that even the so-called natural type of grocery stores don't carry it, and then the people working there don't seem to even know what it is. So. We can see that there's really a wide variation in different parts of the country here. But it sounds like when you search a little bit, it wasn't really that hard to find. And so this sounds like it's a really good example of you just have to know really what you're looking for and use the power of the Internet to search that out and find it for yourself. And it sounds like you were pretty successful at doing that. Yeah, yeah, very successful. And, you know, some people might think, like, even if they live in this area or they live somewhere where they'd have to go to a farmer to get their meat, they might think, oh, that's so much work and I don't want to have to, you know, go to the source. Like, that's going to be some big effort. But really, to me, it's almost the same effort as going to the grocery store because I, you literally go, just pick a location, meet the farmer, And then you get a large quantity of meat, like 25 pounds or more, and it's all frozen. So you can keep that for a long time. And then let's say after a month or two or three months or however long it takes you to eat it, then you do it again. Versus most people go to the grocery store every day or every other day to get their meal for that day. So really, that's a good point. And Lucy's going to be taking us on this journey of 10 things that you would want to have in your kitchen. And you're bringing it up right now. And that's a freezer full of frozen meat. And so 
you might have just your freezer that's in your refrigerator or a lot of people choose. So you see, like in, your, in that case in Houston and you're ordering 25 pounds, you would want to get yourself one of those chest freezers to have in your basement or somewhere in your house where you can fill that up. And then you do actually save quite a bit of time going to the market every day to buy fresh, whatever you're having. You just pull that right out of your freezer and it makes your life simple. So right. that's actually simplifying things. I think you have a really good point, Madeline. Yeah. Well, and I was also expecting this meat to be extremely expensive. Like the few stores that I have seen grass-fed steak in here, it's been $29 a pound for the steak. And this is about six fifty a pound for a large quantity. $29 a pound. Yeah. Yeah. That's That's, expensive. And that's the, the, I've seen two places where they have one type of steak in the meat section and that's the cost. And so I didn't buy that. Uh Um, But this was $6.50 a pound. And then the more pounds you buy, the less expensive it is. So it's really. So that's less uh, expensive than the store. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure it's because it's just straight from the farmer. Well, and that's a great, great point, too, because something that we hear often is that it's just too expensive to eat healthy. And mm-hmm. what you're talking about is actually getting these pounds of meat from the farmer that are less expensive than meat that you would be buying in the grocery store. Yeah. Well, and what's really cool also is that from this particular farmer, you can also get pasture butter and you can get eggs and you. Oh. I think you can get a limited... Um, like some vegetables. Vegetables are not their like main food that they offer, but I think you can get some. And you can also go to farmer's markets around the area to get local and organic vegetables. So those are great places to go rather than just, you know, only having like four or five different choices of organic food from the grocery store. So now you're talking about Houston, and I think that we actually have a fair amount of people who listen to our radio show who are from Texas. Um, By any chance, do you have the name of that farmer so we can pass that along to people who are in the Houston area? I am looking it up right now. So by the end of the show, I'll have it. Okay. It's it's close to my fingertips, but we can pass that along. And then all of Mm -hmm. our Houston friends, you can flood this farmer. Yeah. Yeah. The farmer, it's really fun because he's so easy. Like you would think, oh, you know, the head of a farm, like you would never be able to get a hold of them. But I've actually been communicating through text over two days with him. With the amount of questions that I have, I just happen to have a lot of questions. And he's very easy to communicate with. Um, so it's not like you're calling a 1-800 number and talking to, like, mm-hmm. um, Some random person yeah. answering the so phone. So the website is eatwild.com. Eatwild. Eatwild.com. And I'm just going to give the phone number as well. Um, and I think the actual farm is called A Better Way Beef. And the phone number is 713-392-9343. Um, and again, the farm is called A Better Way Beef. The website where I found it is eatwild.com. Eatwild.com is actually a great place to find 
grass-fed and free-range meat anywhere in the country. Yeah. Is that what you noticed? I think so. Um, I Yeah, I, I didn't search the website a whole lot, but I yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's a website where they have lots of different farms and sources, and then you can look up locations, and this is where I found it. So a better way beef, and it's in the Houston area. Well, that's so, such a great resource. Yeah, absolutely. It's I, I just am thrilled. And I told the man, the farmer, I said, you know, I am so happy that I found you. I've been looking for a week and a half. And this is just such a blessing to be able to have this meat. And, you know, I, I, I just I can't say it enough. I'm very grateful for that. Did you give him a tip? I will. <laughs> when I meet him, I'm going to. <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe you could do a personal bars class for him. Oh, I'm sure there you love go. That. <laughs> yeah, we can do beef bars. <laughs> beef bars. Well, Madeline, house. <laughs> Madeline, yes. what else came up for you? Anything else that came up for you on your travels out there? You have another week out there in Houston. Yeah. Anything else? Well, um, here are a couple of, of strategies that I had planned for and that I actually have been doing since I've gotten here. So the first thing that I did when I got to the house that I'm staying at is that I actually made my soleil. Because if you've ever made soleil, you know that it takes um, a couple of days or maybe a, a two days or so till you can actually take it. So I made my soleil and I've been drinking that every single day here. And the soleil is basically the, the Himalayan salt rocks, the, the big stones in water and it's a, what is it, a super saturated salt solution. Yes. Uh, and, and you take that in the morning for hydrating your cells. So I've been taking that because I know that that helps me stay feeling really good. It helps me stay energized and it also helps to reduce bloating. And it's easy to get extra bloated when you're on trips. Um, then I've also been making the mango chocolates and the thin mints and the lemon poppy seed tea cakes. So those are three recipes that we've come up with that should be on our blog, I believe. And if they're not, then they will be soon. Um, and it, what's really fun is that I, when I make them, the other people that are living here, they like to eat them too. So they like the food that, that I've been making. And, and it hasn't been like this weird thing that has to be a secret or anything like that. Um, we also actually went on another little trip. So we drove about three and a half hours to San Antonio, Texas, and we were staying in a hotel there for the weekend. And the person I was staying with that he also likes to eat healthy. So we took a lot of different methods to make sure that we were still eating healthy in the hotel room, but it actually looks like we're coming up on a break. Is that right? Yep, we are. So when we come back, we'll jump into our 10 essentials in the kitchen. And remember, everyone, we are taking callers. So we want to hear any questions or comments that you have. You can call us at one 472 5792 or email us at info at com. We'll be back soon. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. The show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. 
Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Cancer is not something to be taken lightly, but instead of being talked at by doctors, medical providers, and others, wouldn't it be nice to hear from a host who has worked at the cancer coalface for 38 years as a caregiver, supporter for 14,000 patients, and who has had the experience of having a life-threatening condition herself? You will hear the stories of survivors and other people who work in breakthrough cancer medicine. Navigating the Cancer Maze with host Grace Goller will help you with the facts, planning, and grief experienced with different forms and stages of cancer. Listen every Friday at 12 noon U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Body Balance Talk. To reach us with your questions and comments, please call into the program today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to info at mybodybalancenutrition.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Body Balance Talk. I'm Lucy along with Madeline and Jeannie. And let's just finish up talking a little bit about uh, my trip to Texas. Yeah, you so, were talking about how you were in the hotel and you had a couple of great strategies to share. Yeah, so we luckily we got to drive. Um, it was only about three and a half hours, but I always prefer to drive somewhere than to fly so that I can bring all of my stuff with. Um, like we brought our blender and we actually brought one of those handheld water filter pitcher types of things so that we didn't have to buy like I don't know, 25 bottles of water. Um, And then we brought the poppy seed tea cakes along. I made two batches of those and brought them for the whole weekend. And then as soon as we got to the location, even before we went to the hotel, we stopped at the grocery store, got ingredients for salads, and brought that into the hotel room. And then we ended up keeping all of our food in a cooler in the room because those hotel fridges are so tiny that you can only fit like one salad in there. So it was great because we only had to go to the grocery store one time for the whole like three nights and four days. And it was just a very, very easy trip. Versus all of these other people had to keep going out for fast food because there was nowhere to eat except for fast food restaurants and like fine dining where you sit down for three courses. So it was a very easy trip for us. Something else about those poppy seed, um, what are they called again? Lemon Lemon poppy poppy seed seed tea tea cakes. Yeah, with traveling is that not only, uh, if there's anybody who likes to eat muffins, not that those are muffins, but they kind of taste like muffins. Mm -hmm. They give you that same sensation, but um, they're filled with a bunch of chia seeds. And so they offer you quite a bit of fiber. And when people travel, of course, lots of people have trouble with constipation. And so it's a good strategy to have those along with you, along with drinking plenty of water. And it just keeps everything moving right along. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was just noticing, we were in San Antonio for a business type of conference. And, and we would get every morning at like 10 or 8 a.m., we would get into the conference room in this big ballroom. There's all these business people. And, of course, they all have these huge things of Starbucks and then paper bags of muffins. 
literally like all of them. Mm-hmm. And just looking around, it just kind of made me sad. Like, wow, these people are not going to be able to focus very well with what they're putting in their bodies. And I'm the person I was with and I, we both had that organo gold coffee. So that's that coffee we had talked about that's very, very good for your body. Mm-hmm. And then we we're eating those tea cakes. So it was almost the same thing but just mm-hmm. a much healthier version and probably less expensive as well. I know for sure the coffee is. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah, if anybody is ever looking to, to, to get that coffee, you should email the show. Um, again, Lucy, what is that email address? It's info at mybodybalancenutrition.com. Yeah, so if you're a coffee drinker, make sure that you email the show and we'll get that coffee to you right away. Yep, Absolutely. Yeah, we've had a number of people in the studio who drink that kind of coffee and report that often coffee makes them jittery. And when they have this kind of coffee, it doesn't. It actually gives you some really, really great focus, some good benefits of the coffee, but they don't get the shaking and that headache, icky feeling that some people get with coffee. That's why we really like to promote this as well as a lot of great health benefits from it because it's got these red reishi mushrooms in it. So mm-hmm. we'd like to bring up that coffee just because we have seen so many benefits that people get from that in the studio, and we like to pass that along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's, Madeline, do you have anything else about the trip that you wanted to share? I don't think so. I think that's okay. about it. Let's jump into Great. our big topic. Let's do that. So today we're talking about 10 essential items you should always have in your kitchen. Um, and these are 10 things really that you can just put onto your grocery list and remember to get them every time. So the first item on the list is the frozen meat. And we were talking about meat earlier, that that's a really convenient thing to have in the freezer. Um, either a whole chicken or a beef roast or a bunch of steaks. So when it's time to plan a meal, you pull out one of your frozen items and let it thaw. Um, some of our favorite ones are like a whole chicken or a beef roast or a pork roast because those are really easy to use in the crock pot. Oh, yeah. Let's just back up again about that beef roast and a pork roast. For anybody who's kind of a beginning cook out there, um, that might sound like that's something really tricky and complicated. In fact, those are going to be some of the easiest things in the world for you to cook. And so don't, don't even think of putting things like that in your oven. If you're new with this, just go ahead and get a beef roast. And there's different ones. Don't even worry about which one you get, if it's a chuck roast or a rump roast or exactly which. They're all going to work out. Just choose one of them or choose a pork roast and you just unwrap that, put it in your crock pot, put about one cup of water in there and turn it on low. And in about 12 to 24 hours, it's tender. Now, if you go back to that and you you open up your crock pot and it's not, it's really, really stiff and you think, oh, darn, this must be a really, really tough roast. It's just that it hasn't cooked long enough. So just stick your fork in it, maybe pull it apart just a little bit and leave it continue to cook and the whole thing will fall apart and it will turn into one of the best things that you've ever had. So we really want to make sure that people understand that this is very, very simple to make yourself, especially if you're a brand new cook. It is, yeah. And protein is often a hard 
thing to find for people, whether it's because it takes a lot of prep or you don't know how to cook it or it's inconvenient. Um, but this crock pot beef roast is really easy and it's very convenient. Like, for example, if you were planning some protein, some beef for dinner, you could get your crock pot going um, early that morning before you go to work or even the night before. You can already get mm -hmm. it started. And most of us around here, I know Jeannie and I really like it cooked longer. So we would start our crock pot the night before and then it would be ready to eat for dinner the next day. Or um, it, it could also be ready the next morning or for lunchtime, and that could be a part of your lunch or your breakfast for something. Yeah, and you go you ahead had, what if you had some of those, like, steak cubes that are supposed to be for stew? Could you just put those in the crock pot and cook them? Yeah, absolutely. You mean, are you talking about stew meat? Yeah, and they're like yeah. cubes of meat. Yeah, if you're going to get be a beef mm -hmm. stew meat or some sort of meat like that, you don't want to put your vegetables in all at once unless you want them all to be pureed. So you just put the meat in there along with some seasonings and a little bit of water, like a half a cup or a cup of water, and cook that. And then toward, you want to time it towards the end is when you're going to put in your vegetables. If you're choosing potatoes or carrots or peas or whatever you're putting in there, don't, don't put those in in the beginning because the vegetables get overcooked. What mm -hmm. about if you're putting in like just some cilantro or green onions? Would you put that in at the end? Yeah, you can put that in in the beginning if it's something okay. like that that is intended to give it some flavor. And then you just eat those roasts on their own. So you just take a chunk of meat out, put it on your plate, and pair it with whatever else you're going to have in your meal. If you get tired of doing that, once uh, it cools down, you keep it in the refrigerator, use some of that meat that just falls apart for great salads. And that could be with chopped salads with cabbage and their more firmer chopped salad type of salads or the leafy salads. And a lot of people don't think of putting something like a beef roast or pork roast on a salad but it's a great way for you to get variety. And I can pretty much guarantee that it's going to be one of your new favorite foods. And you just season it up a little bit with some Himalayan salt and maybe some other kinds of seasoning blends and mix it with a whole bunch of veggies. And you've got a great meal. And you're not eating chicken all the time. So chicken's great, but people get sick of that day in and day out. Mm -hmm. Another easy meat to have in the freezer is frozen shrimp. And those are really easy because if you just buy the ones that are frozen and already cooked, you can just run them under hot water and then they're thawed and they're ready to go right away. The second item that's essential for your kitchen is healthy oils. So that could be lots of items, but healthy oils such as olive oil, coconut oil, sesame oil, and pasture butter. And pasture butter is butter that's from grass-fed cows. Another two oils could be ghee. And ghee, G-H-E-E, -E, that's, that's like butter, but it doesn't have any dairy in it. For, so for a person that doesn't do any dairy, ghee is a good option. And then palm oil. So keep these kind of oils in your house and keep a variety. So you don't have to have ghee or you don't have to have palm oil, but have some butter, have some coconut oil, have a variety of those few oils so that you can mix and match. And then throw out the damaged oils like corn oil, canola, 
vegetable, soybean, and grapeseed oil. Yep. So if you have one of those containers that the word on it, the title of the product is called vegetable oil, that's going to go. So Lucy just listed off again, corn, soybean oil, canola oil, anything called vegetable oil or Crisco, um, even grapeseed oils. These are not going to be oils that are helpful for you and they cause a, a lot of inflammation for people. So go through your cabinets, get rid of that, clear out some space. And instead we bring in these other great oils. Mm-hmm. Now, some of the oils that are healthy for you are good for cooking, and then other ones are better for drizzling. So coconut oil and pasture butter are both great for cooking, and you should reserve your olive oil and your sesame oil for drizzling on your cooked food or drizzling on your salads. So let's talk a little bit about coconut oil. Coconut oil is a really solid, stable fat, so it's better um, to use it you can, I should say, you can use it at higher temperatures, um, but if you used a more liquid oil at a higher temperature, it would be damaged. So coconut oil, um, you can get either flavored or unflavored kind. So a lot of people don't like that kind because they don't like the taste of coconut oil. If that's oh, yeah, you, but the, it's not actually flavored. It's just that it's, it's just the coconut oil, the virgin organic coconut oil is just going to carry its normal coconut flavor and exactly. a coconut sp- smell. But you can also get the coconut oil without the flavor and without the smell. And we carry that in the studio and get it from tropical traditions. So that would be, if you don't have a good source of coconut oil, go online and type in tropicaltraditions.com. And they're a great, great source for that. And Lucy, you're going to bring up the Himalayan salt as your next thing in the kitchen. Absolutely. Yep. That's number three, Himalayan salt. So throw out your regular table salt and throw out your your sea salt. Those ones are going to be damaged salts that, that are seen as a toxin by the body. Or like a sea salt, it might contain toxins. So throw those out. The original Himalayan salt is seen by your body as something very beneficial. And the biggest reason for that is that it's unprocessed so that it still contains more than 80 different minerals. So regular table salt only contains sodium and chloride, but the Himalayan salts contain sodium and chloride, but also 80 or more minerals. And there's much more to that because sea Absolutely. salt also has the 80 minerals in it. And I know what you're thinking. Well, I have this really good sea salt and that's nice and everything. But the, the thing that's really different about the original Himalayan salt is that it comes in this special crystalline structure that's different than sea salt and table salt. And that crystalline structure is really what allows your body to let that salt and allow that water to travel right inside of your cells. And when you have a fair amount of water and a good percentage of water inside of your cells, that's when your health really starts to improve because you've got all of those things in, inside your cell. The mitochondria is, are in there. Your DNA is in there. All of that cellular machinery needs to have water. And it's that crystalline structure of this Himalayan salt that draws that water in. 
And if you find a source of cheap uh, Himalayan salt, then that's not what we're talking about because everybody's trying to get a piece of the pie and is selling Himalayan salt. But the Himalayans, are it's a great big area and you can kind of call anything Himalayan salt at this point. So this original Himalayan salt comes from the original Himalayan sea where the salt has been underneath the mountains in these salt mines and compressed for thousands and thousands of years. And then people go in and they hand mine this salt without explosives. And it's not the Himalayan salt that's following along in the streams up in the mountains of the Himalayas. That's probably nice salt as well. But we're talking about this special crystalline structure that has developed over these thousands of years of compression. And why we recommend this is that you will be able to tell the difference in your body. That's what Madeline was talking about when she takes that super saturated solution of Soleil when she travels. It helps prevent bloating when you travel. So you'll be able to tell the difference when you use this salt. So as Lucy was recommending, just go through your house and get rid of any table salt. Pass along the sea salt, Mm -hmm. which is an okay product, but pass that along to your neighbors or maybe your sister or your brother. Give that to somebody else to use and stock your kitchen with, with the original Himalayan salt. Yeah, and just the salt itself, you use just like normal salt. So that's a question people ask me, like how much do I use? What's what's the conversion? And it's just like normal salt, how you would use it. Absolutely. It's an easy transition. And here mm-hmm. in the studio, we find that it's one of our most popular things that people get is that Himalayan salt that makes a huge difference. And people with blood pressure trouble that have been told not to eat any salt, that's the table salt. That absolutely is going to cause inflammation and trouble for people. So of course, that's true. But if you have blood pressure trouble, we find that um, people that use this original Himalayan salt, actually, their blood pressure starts to normalize with this because the mineral content and because of the crystalline structure. Mm-hmm. And we move on to frozen veggies. Yes, that's number four. So frozen veggies, any kind that you want, broccoli, green beans, kale. Kale and spinach are some of my favorite ones. Um, and the reason to have frozen veggies in your freezer is to make sure that you always have vegetables available. Yes, it's like it's a backup, right? Absolutely. So we really, ideally, we'd all want to eat fresh vegetables all the time. Yep. But realistically, there's going to be a time that you get home and you didn't have any or that you look in your refrigerator and they're all rotten or they're wilted and it's not going to be doable. That's the only reason that we recommend the frozen vegetables to have on hand is for those emergency times. Absolutely. And those are going to be better than canned. So choose frozen vegetables instead of canned vegetables. The fifth one is leafy greens, though. So leafy greens are excellent to have in stock, and they're packed full of phytonutrients. So first I'll say, what are some examples of leafy greens? Those would be all of the salad greens like lettuce, romaine lettuce, leaf lettuce, arugula, watercress, radicchio, and then more of those hearty greens like spinach and kale, Collard greens, mustard greens, Swiss chard, have a variety of those in in stock. And you could rotate every week or twice a week or just have a variety all the time. 
You know, I think that's a good point because you kind of get into these ruts and all you ever buy is romaine lettuce mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever the thing is. And people kind of think that's all there is. But if you if you have a co-op in your area or you have farmer's markets or you happen to have a great grocery store that carries all these greens, just plan a little extra time in your next grocery shopping trip to really look over all these different types of leafy greens and start to branch out. And for instance, one, like if you're kind of um, iffy about that, you say, well, I don't know, what am I going to do with endive? Start with a different type of lettuce, like say this bib lettuce or butter lettuce and decide, you know, next time I have a hamburger, I'm going to, or maybe you think I'm going to have tacos. And Instead of having the hamburger bun or the taco shell, get that lettuce that bends really easy. Like romaine doesn't really work well for that. And iceberg lettuce because it's just going to break off. But if you get bib lettuce or butter lettuce, it will bend and move. It's more flexible. And you can wrap things in it, make make lettuce wraps for yourself. That's just only one tiny example. Mm-hmm. But I think Lucy's ideas of all of these different salad greens, if we all start to branch out a little bit, that's going to give you different flavor sensations, different textures. It makes your, your eating just a whole lot more fun when you can switch things up. It does. Yes. And it also gives you different nutrients. So Mm -hmm. probably most of us want to just be enjoying our food. So that's the main thought we have. But then underneath, we're thinking we mix it up so we get all different kinds of nutrients and aim to get three or more cups of these leafy greens a day. So that's easy, really. Right. Three cups of some sort of of lettuce. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yep. Just the lettuce. And then you can add a ton on top of that or three cups of of spinach is like nothing. Uh, it looks like it's time for a break. So when we come back, we'll continue. Call us if you have questions or comments. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. How is your health? Do you want to know more about it? Every day there are new technologies, procedures, and healing techniques coming forward. To understand them, tune in to Speaking of Health with Dr. Michael Cudlis. Our guests come from different backgrounds in the fields of health and healing. We'll discuss new realities and modalities, from chiropractic to metagenics. It's all designed to improve your quality of life. Speaking of Health is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Body Balance Talk. To reach us with your questions and comments, please call into the program today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to info at mybodybalancenutrition.com. 
Now, back to the show. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to Body Balance Talk. I'm Lucy, and I'm here with Madeline and Jeannie. And let's move into number six for the essentials in the kitchen. So not only do we want some frozen veggies and some leafy greens, but we also want colorful vegetables. So we don't want to just stick with green vegetables and that's it, but also have red and orange and yellow green and blue and purple. And then there's also white vegetables. And then there's the black and kind of grayish vegetables. So what would some of those be? Well, red, orange, yellow peppers, all different colored peppers. Carrots. Carrots Carrots would be an orange one. Um, There's different colored tomatoes. Yep. Yellow squash. There's the green zucchini. Um, Eggplant. That's a purple vegetable. Purple cabbage. Purple cabbage. Yep. Mushrooms. That would be one of the blackish type ones. Um, Cauliflower is a white vegetable. And what are some other white vegetables? Well, radishes. Radishes are red and white. Jicama, yep, that's a white vegetable. And then there's those black Spanish radishes. Oh, yes, those black ones. And then bean sprouts and all of those different sprouts. Like those are mainly um, green, a lot of alfalfa. what's the point with all the colors? Well, you get all different types of phytonutrients or plant chemicals. And these plant chemicals send messages to the body to turn on health-promoting genes. So just by eating different colors, you turn on health-promoting genes and you also turn off disease-promoting genes. So it's not really going to be great if you say, you know, I eat iceberg lettuce and green beans, so I'm eating vegetables. Yeah, and you could say, well, I'm eating green vegetables because I'm eating green beans, but all of the different colors have different Mm -hmm. types of uh, promoting benefits. And in this category, too, are the cruciferous vegetables. So cruciferous ones would be broccoli, cauliflower. That's a white one. There's that purple cabbage again. Horseradish. What is that? Kind of white or maybe it's green. And Brussels sprouts. Cruciferous vegetables have a special compound that helps support estrogen metabolism and prevents cancer. It's called indole-3-carbonyl or i 3C. And eat some fat with these vegetables. That's going to help you absorb the nutrients even better. The seventh item on our list is fresh lemon. Lemon has a detoxifying quality and also a cleansing quality. So add some lemon to your water or have some hot tea with lemon in it. And Madeline, you have a lemonade recipe. Can you share briefly? Yeah, this is one of the easiest recipes in the world, and I probably do it every day. Um, But all you have to do to make yourself a nice simple lemonade is fill up a glass with water, like almost all the way to the top, and then pour in, it really depends on how much water you have, but just pour in some lemon juice. And we all know lemon juice is really sour, so not like a quarter cup, but just maybe start with a tablespoon of organic lemon juice that you would get from either lemons that you squeeze or from like a jar of organic lemon juice that you can buy. So just pour some in, maybe a tablespoon or so, and then put a few drops of stevia in. And if you like it really tart, barely put any stevia in. If you like it really sweet, then you put more stevia in and um, mix it up and that's all you need to do. 
Now you could also add some of that gelatin that we had talked about a couple of weeks ago. And this is a whole nother topic, but we had talked about those two different types of gelatin that you can start putting in your food. And right now I'm talking about the, the one that comes in the green carton that does not turn into a jello texture. It doesn't get like firm it doesn't at all. gel up it mm-hmm. dissolves easy it just dissolves so this is just an easy way to get more of that gelatin in you just put some in maybe a tablespoon or two into your glass and stir it up and you won't even know to know that it's in there mm-hmm. and and it's very very refreshing and yeah, i'm well, one that- of those people that i have a really hard time drinking enough water and when i drink this it's really easy to drink down like mm-hmm. i i can't help but to drink the whole thing because it tastes so good so it's just yeah. another way to get more water in too. And also to avoid soda or juice, if you tend to go towards that, this mm-hmm. lemonade or just lemon water in general is very refreshing and can be satisfying. Yes. I know a lot of people will um, ask for sparkling water with lemon if they're out with people and they're avoiding alcohol. So instead of having an alcoholic drink, they'll have their sparkling water with lemon. And it's interesting to know about lemons that they contain lots of antioxidants as well as antibacterial qualities and the sourness of those lemons actually triggers different nerve and hormone activation in the liver so that's how it helps to cleanse the liver a bit and it also helps to activate the digestive system. So it's a great idea to have that as a habit and going to restaurants as well, always ask when you're getting your water, ask for some slices of lemon and put that in your water every time and that would be good. Mm-hmm. And then we move to sweeteners. I think that's number eight here. Yeah. And something that we suggest is going through your kitchen and getting rid of any sugar. Get rid of powdered sugar and brown sugar and white sugar and agave and maple syrup and Honey. all of those different sugars that you have. And you might really think, I'm just going to guess that you're going to be faced with these bags of sugar and think, you know, maybe I just shouldn't get rid of it because when Christmas time comes, I'm going to need to make Christmas cookies for so-and-so, but we're going to really encourage you, you know what, just toss all that out, and when it's not in your kitchen, it's not tempting for you. It's going to clear space for something that's going to be more healthy, so go through, clean all of those things out, just get rid of them, and if your neighbors or your friends use sugar, then feel free to give it to them, but uh, you want that, that to be out of your kitchen, and instead... Start thinking about eating foods that aren't quite so sweet. So we just talked about putting lemon in your water. Now, when you, when you need to have something sweet, then we suggest using some other sweeteners. And one of those would be stevia, or you could call it stevia. It's got, it goes by both. And stevia is actually a plant that you could go to the garden store and find and actually grow a stevia plant yourself and take off some of the leaves and put it in your mouth and chew it up and it tastes sweet. So it's in a tiny bit of, it's really not exactly the same category as cinnamon as that's a spice, but um, it's a little bit like that in terms of it being a natural plant and it's not an artificial sweetener, it's not a sugar alcohol. And speaking of sugar alcohols, there's a couple other of these sweeteners that could be a possibility for you. And we're not going to go deep into these today, but one of them is called Lo Han. And Chinese have been using these as a, it's it's actually a fruit 
And they've been using extracts of this as a sweetener and for a natural remedy for years. And it's it's not that you're eating the fruit, it's dried. And then it's got kind of, it doesn't taste like white sugar. It has kind of a sweet toffee or caramel-like flavor. And um, Chinese have been calling it the longevity fruit because it actually has health benefits of it. So that would be one if you're interested in trying something else. And another one is called Lakanto, L-A-K-A-N-T-O. And that's fermented, fermented erythritol, which is... That erythritol is a sugar alcohol and it's fermented and it's made from corn, believe it or not, but at least it's non-GMO corn. So um, we're not going to get all into that, but this Lohan and Lakanto appear to be pretty healthy sweeteners for people that come in somewhat of a natural state as um, stevia also does. So some of those you can use in cooking, some of them not, but None of those are going to spike your blood sugar and none of those are going to feed any bad bacteria. And then we have fermented vegetables. Is that right, Lucy? That looks like yes. that's coming up on our list. That's number nine on the list. So stock your kitchen with fermented vegetables. And this is a source of live probiotics, live good bacteria for your digestive system. And that's the main thing there, that it's a, an, a live food, which differs from just taking some probiotic supplements. So that would be like the fermented vegetables or the kefir. And yep. it's a great idea to rotate those and have a number of those in your diet that you rotate through. And some people make those themselves. And we have recipes on our blog. If you're interested in making any of that, you can even make the kefir ice cream. Um, or you can also purchase your uh, your products as well. Something like Tula's Cocoa Kefir. That would be something that's mm-hmm. fermented coconut water that you could just purchase if you're not interested in making your own. And then we move to Lucy's last is nuts and seeds. Yes, raw nuts and seeds. So if you have any roasted or salted ones, throw those ones out. Those are going to have damaged fats in them from being heated. But stick with the raw ones and organic ones. And nuts and seeds would be macadamia nuts, Brazil nuts, walnuts, sesame seeds, poppy seeds, have a variety. How about chia seeds? Yes. And flax seeds? Chia seeds are an excellent source of fiber. And we were talking about those earlier that they help move things through your body. And you can just put them in your smoothie or you can use them in other recipes. Flax seeds are also good for fiber. Um, some people don't notice them as as beneficial of a type of fiber. Most people, whether you are just wanting regularity or you actually tend to be more constipated, the chia seeds are going to work for everyone. But flax seeds sometimes cause people to be more constipated if you are already. Now, a tip with these chia seeds and the flax seeds. Always buy whole chia seeds and flax seeds. So never buy the pre-ground powdered ones. And the reason for that is that chia and flax seeds become rancid within just 15 minutes of grinding them. So when you're buying that powder, it's already rancid. It's already damaged. And you can just grind them yourself at home. That's not very good, is it? No. We don't want How do you grind them fruits? yourself at home? 
Well, chia seeds, you don't have to grind. Um, if You can eat them just whole, and you're going to get all the nutrients from them. Um, if you were to grind the chia seeds, use a lot of them in your Vitamix. Like if you do a quarter of a cup, the Vitamix is going to work. If you have less um, or just as an alternative, use a coffee grinder. So a coffee grinder works great. Coffee grinder works well for flax seeds as well. And for flax seeds, in order to get the the good fats and the nutrients, you do have to grind those ones up. So it's not going to work as well to eat those whole. So this is really an amazing list of 10 things to go through your kitchen. And we hope that you took those 10 things. And one, you can clean out ingredients and foods that are not going to be beneficial for you. And then two, you should be able to make a very easy grocery list and stock your kitchen with these items. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to Body Balance Talk. And be sure to visit the blog and send us an email. Or you can call us if you have questions. Um, my name is Lucy, and this was Madeline and Jeannie. That's our show. Bye, everyone. Thanks again for tuning in this week. Join Jeannie, Lucy, and Madeline for another edition of Body Balance Talk next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, listen to yourself and make it a healthy life ahead. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.